is an award-winning community radio station coming to you 24-7 from the heart of San Francisco. I love BFF.FM because of what it represents, you know, a uniting of the local music community. The diversity of shows is way more fun than any kind of commercial radio you might find. Become a monthly donor and you'll be connected to a cool community of music lovers helping us build strong community radio for San Francisco our besties. I get to go to these cool bestie bashes and I get to have a sweet members only pin and I get to feel like I'm contributing to the community. Join us at bff.fm slash donate. bff.fm. Streaming with my bestie. Oh, I'm sorry. to turn on the machine. This is Radio Yerevan. My name is Hans Ivanovich Hagen, and this is the news.
boy Y'all help me build this here highway To Okeechobee No shade Chain gang 20 minute lunch break under this here tree Now that's Bud He works for the state Sitting on a rock Drive across his knees Beside a shotgun Now Bud's got sweat stains on his hat band Hairy arms And an old gold twister flex Y'all in school this time, you know Ma, I don't want to walk the dog now They're out there Under that tree across the lawn They can't see my legs if I watch from the window. So for 10 minutes a day, I watch this movie with the jealousy window over the sink in the kitchen. Later, I wonder. Y'all broken. Learn yourself a lesson. I just made out. Was a grip on a dark hood. 
ain't no place to stop around. Boy, I got a boogie. Mm-hmm. Boy, I got a boogie. projection radio hour here on bff.fm best frequencies forever i'm beatrix gravesguard uh she wolf is off at her annual uh convention of wolves it's in another dimension of time and space so unfortunately she's not able to telepath her way in to be here but she'll be back not next week or the week after hopefully with some Good snack reporting, because I believe uh, the dimension she is in is known for its snacks, Um, specifically chicken tenders, (laughs) official snack of uh, Astral Projection Radio Hour. However, I have a surprise guest in the studio today here to hype her appearance (laughs) on next week's show. (laughs) I was like, you know, I just... I just better show up <laughs> to make sure that today's listeners know to listen next week for me yeah. on the show. Well, this is how they'll get hooked as well. Exactly. They'll, they'll hear your charm and your wisdom and your hot takes today. And they'll be like, well, I know she's going to be back next week. But next week has a different premise. Yes. Uh, Lily Sloan of uh, what was once... Radical advice here on BFF.fm. I mean, it still is in the archives. Still is in the yeah. archives. You can go listen. Uh, just had its last show, what, the end of last year, right? It's, uh, yeah, December 17th yeah. wrapped up. I mm-hmm. was also on that. Um, yeah. But we're going to be doing a radical astral advice hour. Yeah. So, you know, send in your um, radical astral questions or questions of any kind. Mm-hmm. Really, you can tweet at us at Witch Radio. 
Yeah. Uh, or comment on Instagram at which radio. We can get kind of like, we can go in the kind of astral direction, but I'm also fine answering questions about like home renovations. Yeah. Or psychotherapy or, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, music or water i don't know water sports water sports <laughs> yeah really we we can cover a lot of ground between we could do like us. a review of various water guns that are on the market right now i yeah i love giving advice i'm trying to be better in this one of my well i don't want to say resolution i hate i hate that notion of resolutions no. but um one of my just gentle goals <laughs> in life as i get older is to only give advice when asked. Yeah, that's uh, that's hard. It takes practice. Yeah, I'm trying. I really want to become a better listener. It's amazing how hard work it is to do less. Yeah, and I. But if people really just a lot of times people don't actually want your advice. I yeah. mean, they'll like they'll ask if they want it, but a lot of times yeah. people just want to like complain or they want to be heard and they want you to be like, yeah, that sucks. Yep, that's what I want most of the time from people. <laughs> So yeah. that is what I've learned to kind of give even on my advice show. There was a lot of that. But yeah. but I do think if you want advice about something, send it in and that or even if you just want empathy. Yeah, we're also can, here to give yeah. empathy. And you can let us know like like let us know what are you asking for, yeah. you know, in in your request. But I will say, Melissa, like setting yourself up in a situation where people where there's this format and structure for people to ask you mm -hmm. for advice can help scratch that itch a little bit. It's true. Maybe I'll do a like, we could do, I don't know if we have the technology in the studio, but we, I was thinking <laughs> we could do like a David Letterman style. Like one of us will go out in the streets and oh, like just ask people so cool. on the corners, like, yo, we got any questions? And then, you know, we'll have like <laughs> earpieces and microphones and then. I've done so much of that sort of thing that yeah. I would like you to be the one who goes out in the street. I'd be happy to. Okay. People love talking cool. to me. Um, before I have a couple more advice things I want to say yeah. um, but before we do that I, I should say what we just played um, oh, yes. you heard uh, I'm gonna booglerize you baby not burglarize <laughs> booglerize, booglerize. Uh, by Captain Beefheart and his magic band which I was looking up the lyrics today how beautiful is this this lyric the moon was a drip on a dark hood what gorgeous? yeah that is amazing love Captain Beefheart what do you think it means to to booglerize somebody. I was going to ask like you a, that. It's like a ghost crime. I guess so. Unless it's like a funny way of saying booger. <laughs> and then it's about like picking your boogers and rubbing it on someone's you face. Booglerize you, baby. <laughs> you got booglerized. I mean, that's the kind of flirting I'm here for. Yeah. Uh, before that, we heard Dateline Miami by Judy Nylon. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but um, Brian Eno claimed that there would be no ambient music without Judy Nylon. Oh, really? Yeah, he was very inspired by her. Oh. Before that was D-A-F with Der Rabber und Prinz. That's my German. Uh, and then <laughs> starting us off was Nina Hagen, born in Zizaks. Happy birthday to Nina Hagen. I believe it was her birthday oh. this week. Um, that was such a great set. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, oh, I have my advice talk. I mean, we're going to do real advice next week, but... Uh, have you ever heard, have you ever listened to Dr. Laura? I would like to know your thoughts. On I Dr. haven't. Laura. I remember, I've heard of her. I can't, does she give mostly sex advice? No, you're thinking of 
a sex advice person. Yes, I am. <laughs> no, but I, I do know of Dr. Laura. Is she? She's on like serious. I think she's like, yeah. I looked up her net worth. She's like worth like $50 million. Well, I already don't like her then. She's te- I cannot believe how popular this woman is. She conservative? Is. She's probably conservative. She definitely yeah. has mentioned owning guns. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't remember if she was the bad one or the good one. I think she's the bad one. Yeah. She's like far and away. She's abusive. She's like incredibly abusive to people that call her with yeah. these like vulnerable problems. She probably has like a Dr. Phil vibe. Oh, she gets so like, annoyed with people. She'll be like, she'll like bang. She's like, stop talking. Stop. Shut up. Stop talking. <laughs> uh, and she gives like really weirdly gendered advice where oh, she's I'm like, sure. he's your man. Just just make him happy. Stand, just make him stand ha- by yeah. your man. Um, but though sometimes she does have some gems and yeah. I like I get really like. I like hate listen to her where I'm just like, wow. oh, you're so annoying. And I don't people like call her and they it's like they like want the abuse. Right. Right. They the people who call in probably know. Yeah. Though though there may be an element there of people seeking out some kind of validation from her because it'll feel more meaningful if they get it. Than yeah. if they were to do it from somebody who's usually Ugh. pretty validating. Yeah. So that's a dynamic we can be familiar with. That's true. Yeah. Anyways, I'm really fascinated by her, her like enduring popularity because yeah. like her advice isn't always that great. Um, and she's very mean. And I just and, find it odd that people like, yeah, enjoy the meanness. Um, and it's so clear she's just there like collecting the paycheck and just like she probably has a dining room with a gun wall. And she definitely has a dining room with a gun wall. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Oh, I wanted to uh, a word from our sponsors. Oh, <laughs> are you sick of online dating in the new year? Have you made a new resolution to get out there more? Well, goodbye Tinder. Hello, what is this called? Uh, oh, hey J Tree. <laughs> Did you know? There is a dating site that matches you with charismatic threatened plants. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about it. And that's actually kind of amazing. I thought this was going in a different direction of like, <laughs> these are just Joshua Tree people who find each other. And I just thought that was oh, going to be who, like, all love. kinds of obnoxious. <laughs> no, I could see that getting really yeah. obnoxious. No, this um, is lovely. Yeah. Um, I actually. I think it's coming out soon. I wrote uh, an essay about what I think is one of the most beautiful love stories ever, which is between the Joshua tree and uh, the Yucca moth. Oh, right. One can only exist with the other. I can't wait to read that. Yeah, it's drop. It's dropping soon. Anyways, um, I think you and I share similar thoughts on online dating, which is that we hate it. Yeah. Uh, I was off. Well, I've like been intermittently off and on it for, for years. And then Same. I think like this last fall... After a long stint of not, I, I went on like Hinge or something. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know the first person who messaged me on Hinge? Oh, no. Who? The same guy who uh, ghosted me an hour before our date on a Friday night two that years guy? ago. Yeah. That guy? I'm like, I remember bitch, that. Do you really not remember me? Like, wow. Oh, wow. that happens a lot, though. It's oh amazing. God. They don't yeah. remember. Uh, yeah. It's. Wow. Well, I'm sorry. If I had more energy, I would have like done some kind of long con. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just, the problem. Is like I just don't. Care. It's hard. It's hard for us to do the long cons that these men deserve because we're you know tired and we're dealing with cap- <laughs> capitalism and patriarchy. It's like well, I'm switching to trees in 2020. Yeah. 
So let me tell you some more about Hey J Tree, okay. official sponsor of Astral Projection Radio Hour. Okay. Um, have, have you ever been to Joshua Tree? I have National once. Park? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So you know those wild, crazy, mm-hmm. uh, I think they've been called Satan's Telephone Poles. <laughs> That's a um, good name. But yeah, so uh, the trees are really struggling. We have a changing climate, um, and the adult trees can rely uh on stored water, um, but the seedlings aren't surviving them um, because it's getting a lot hotter down there. So somebody has taken it upon themselves to um, give these trees the tinder treatment with cute mm. little portraits, location information. So if you feel a real spark with a tree, you can go visit like, it. This tree's only one mile away. Yeah. Um, let's look at one of these profiles. Let's look at, should we look at Shorty, Jerome, or Marty? Shorty. Okay. I identify with that. Let's see. Um, okay. So let's see. This guy, um, his average summer temperature is 102 degrees. Whoa, he's, he's hot. He's about six feet tall. He's got That's 20, not short. 21 tree branches. Average, is, average of less than one moth per tree. Hmm, that's, that's probably good. Um, so he says, um, when I'm not craning skywards to meditate on God and the great unknown. I'm scanning the horizon for the this one they call the Apostle of the Cacti, hoping someday she'll come to set me free. Whoa. Whoa. Once it gets dark, I unwind by writing letters to my local governance concerning predicted restrictions on holy water due to the drought. And when I've had <laughs> enough of that, I like to spend time searching WebMD to get a better handle on my symptoms. Well, who doesn't? He sounds a bit neurotic, to yeah. tell you the truth. <laughs> Um, though I still have all my limbs, I know that my relatives over the hill are dropping like dead moths. So I find it hard to ignore my flower wilt, lack of stamen stamina, peeling bark fiber, and perpetual exhaustion. Although I made a promise to the Lord and can hear my biological clock ticking in my sleep. I mean, who of us can't? I've still got a lot to offer in terms of a lifetime partner. Oh, I'm Aww. stable and in fact have never moved from the ground which I stand on currently. Well, okay. So Mess- he's not really, he's not going to be an adventure in, in travel. Message me if you agree. Congress started the Dust Bowl. <laughs> Once the disciples of the desert can stand together, maybe we won't be caught dried up of all salvation. Um, mm. Wow, this is compelling. That's have you amazing. ever know? Have you ever been on Bumble? Yeah. Do you ever, you ever notice there's a lot of religious dudes on Bumble? I haven't been on in a long time. It always just felt like a lot of finance dudes. Yeah, a lot I, of religious dudes. I always yeah. have got a lot of like young religious guys on Bumble, and I was like, are they like pushing Bumble and like? The church. I mean, this guy's very religious. Yeah. And, but also in neurotic. And like, I don't know. I just think it'd be interesting if I wrote, if I got back on to the apps and I wrote a profile that was like, here's a list of all my medical issues that I've been trying. <laughs> like, here's all my chronic medical problems. Here's um, all the things that keep me up at night. And here's like, well, I don't really have some like crazy religious. Yeah, to, but I could make some up. I would definitely swipe right on someone's like, my ideal Friday night is to stay in and Google my symptoms on WebMD. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be that would be good say. as a funny um, thing to say. <clears throat> okay, let's look at one more. Okay, this is great. This is Marty. All right, um, Marty's pretty cute. Um, let's see, he's about seven meters. He's got forty-five tree branches. Ooh, yeah. Um, 38, good age, you know, mm-hmm. he's been around, that's been in, around the block. That's, he's got in, some my, that's in my dating 
range. The gender nonconformist. Okay. Okay. So yeah. profile. So what to say about me? I'm sort of introverted, I guess. I have friends and they're always like, hey, and they're nice, but it always seems like something's missing when we hang out. Like they don't really get me. I guess mm. I'm sort of different. I get that. Definitely an Enneagram four. Oh yeah. When I was little, I dreamed I saw a man in the distance. I looked up to ask my mother what was wrong with him. Elephantitis, she said. When I woke the next morning, I remembered this word and asked again, what is elephantitis, mom? Years later, I found myself in the same scene. As I look up to, looked up to my mother, I remembered and heard the word elephantitis. Oh, wow. Now we got a poem. He's one of those guys. Oh, my God. He's, uh, he's Yeah. At first, I'm like, I think I'm in love with you. Wait a second. You are all bad news. Oh, God. Listen, wait. Are you ready for this? This okay. guy is definitely, or I'm sorry, this gender nonconformist tree is definitely what we call a fuck boy. Uh, I've always secretly fantasized. A fuck thing. <laughs> A factory. I've always secretly <laughs> fantasized about someone reading my diary and finally understanding me completely. Oh my god! Yeah, I would have swiped right in this tree when I was like twenty. Me too. And it would have been a mistake. It would have been a huge mistake. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. Oh. So, have you dated a tree? Have you swiped right on a tree? Tweet at us. So, can I share my experience with a tree? Yes. Okay. So a, a few years ago, I went on a little weekend backpacking trip near Tahoe with some friends. And I was the only one of the three of us that was like, I'm going to do some acid. Oh, the only one? Yeah, I did it by myself. And actually, it was great. It was wonderful. And I didn't, it was like, it wasn't a microdose, but it wasn't like okay. a full dose. Sure. Like, so I could I could definitely get visuals and stuff if I stared at something for a couple seconds. It, okay. would, it would start to happen, but it wasn't like intruding on me. I could also make it stop. So that was the level of tripping I was at. And it was like we, had, we got to our site. We got our camp all set up. And then I decided to have my experience. It was like 2 p.m which was great. I knew it would be over by bedtime. Yeah. That's the time to do it. So I took off um, by myself on a little walk on the trail. And then I ended up going off trail. And I know oh, I no. I, I think I was safe. I think okay. I was really like in my right mind. The mom and me is worried. I know. Off trail no. on hallucinogenics. I, I think I was really I think I was really in control of the situation. And this isn't like, no, I'm okay, I can drive right. kind of thing. No, I really I really had a handle on it. But I was letting myself follow my impulses. Oh. And I definitely like would stop and like watch things happen that, that I would off, I'll often see if I often, <laughs> I haven't done LSD often enough to say often. But <laughs> anyway, I ended up climbing these gigantic mm -hmm. boulders um, and just trying to get up as high as I could to see more of the the lakes that were in the area around us and I was sitting on a boulder and at one point I looked over and I saw this tree that I think had I think there had been fire there at some point or something but it was it was just a tall trunk with a few branches shooting out of it but no leaves nothing going on okay. I don't know what kind of tree it was but um and I looked at it, and what I saw in it was a face. And what I saw Ooh. in the branches were arms. And I just, <gasps> like, was staring at it, and it was staring at me, Whoa. I imagined. And we had this whole, like, uh, conversation. And I, I found this in a journal yesterday, actually, was me writing about it afterwards. I drew a picture of the tree, and I wrote, like, about that experience. But what what happened in it was... The tree was saying, 
let me love you. Oh, yeah. And I started bawling when it was when, in, in that moment. I believe the tree. I know. It was the tree was like, when it comes to its trees. arms were out and was like, yeah. let me love you. Oh, my God. This is being saved on the Internet. Um, <laughs> and I just started crying and saying, I can't. Oh, yeah. It Why? was so. And I I just knew that there was something where I couldn't let in love. Oh, and I was and I, I had just had Acid something. Epiphany. Yeah, I had just had something with somebody end that started up again a couple weeks later. Mm-hmm. But um, it was a really, it was actually really beautiful because it 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 did break me open in a yeah. way and like help me feel Aww. into that and like feel aware that there's something blocking me from even being attracted to people who were emotionally available mm. and like that actually letting myself be loved is really scary. Oh, it totally is. And I needed a tree to tell me and that. And trees are very emotionally available. Trees are like ready <laughs> to give you a hug anytime. That's so interesting you said that because the last time I did mushrooms, maybe like, I don't know, a year or two ago, was in Point Reyes. <clears throat> and the day before I did them, I like walked across the road of our house and I encountered this like enormous, beautiful pine tree. And I was like, note to self, you need to come back. And talk to this pine tree tomorrow <laughs> when you're on mushrooms. Yep. And I did. Yeah. Uh, we had our, I don't know if you've ever had this like reality ambassador, uh, who's the one person who wasn't on mushrooms. I had nope. her like, uh, it's good. I, I recommend I've it. I've never been gonna, that. I've never been that wise. Uh, yeah. If you're going to be in like a group of, of friends, yeah. you should have one reality ambassador. I like that. It was very helpful. Anyways, I she sort of like shepherded. A, at one point I was like the tree and I was like. I need you to take me to this tree. I, there's some things this tree and I have to say to each other. And so she's like, she we sort of like meeting. escorted us like little, you know, hallucinatory ducklings across the road. Um, and yeah, and I shook the tree's hand and yep. we had a little, little talk and it was good. But I just knew I was like, this is, this tree is something to tell me. Well, and I did. That's so great. So we can <laughs> date trees. Yeah. So yeah. Successful tree <laughs> dating stories here. Mm-hmm. An astral if, projection. If you are on hallucinogenics, it is possible to receive consent from that tree. Yeah. Because uh, they will talk to you. I agree. Okay, we're going to play another set for you. And I have a lot to say about this first song when we come back. Uh, we're going to start off with Mr. Moonlight by Asha Puthley. You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour, BFF.fm. Don't 
Oh, man. Who doesn't love a hot dog? <laughs> I mean, I don't love hot dogs. I'm sorry. <sighs> it's okay. Uh, <laughs> you know. But but yeah, I mean, I think that it's a nice sentiment. Yeah. it's a, it's a, There's another, if we get to it, um, I have another song about loving turkey sandwiches. I was just going to say I love sandwiches. Yeah. So I, I support that. I support sandwich love. Yeah. The other song, uh, which is just called I, I Want a Turkey Sandwich by Miku Miko. And it literally just goes, I want a turkey sandwich. What? Yeah. It's great. I'm um, sad that song hasn't been in my life yet. More songs about sandwiches in 2020. You just heard Hot Dog, I Love You So by the Delphonics. Before that was He Was a Big Freak by mm. Betty Davis. For that, Le Fleur by Minnie Ripperton, which we learned oh, is a praise. big favorite song of yours. I even made you look up to see if there was a karaoke version. And it seems <laughs> there's vaguely one that I could try. Yeah. It's I believe, a very yeah. high. It takes some like high notes. Yeah. Um, for those uh, who are not regular listeners, Lily and I belong to a very exclusive karaoke club that is run by a gentle orange cat named Edwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, in conjunction with Paul Pressburger of Altered Images here on BFF. What is he? Wednesday. Wednesday, 10 to midnight, right? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Wednesdays, 10 to midnight. It's mm-hmm. very good. We started off that set with one of my favorite songs, Asha Puthli's Mr. Moonlight. I was devastated this morning because <laughs> Mr. Moonlight is a song that I first came across um, in looking up these long-lost videos from this 1978 Italian satanic variety show. As you do. That only had six episodes. It was called Strix. Had these amazing performances by Grace Jones, Mandelier. Whoa. All these like big famous women of the 70s. Um, And they the production quality is insane. I need to see this. Well, so here's the sad thing. Like there's no, I I've looked and I've searched high and low. There is no full episodes available as far as I can find. There's just a couple YouTube video clips of some of the musical performances. Okay. And one was Mr. Moonlight by Asha Puthley. And it was this incredible, erotic, dark, like very eyes wide shut people in masks, like recording <laughs> on a stage. Um, it's mesmerizing. And it's gone. Oh, it is no. just gone, and I don't know but if you it's found like, the song. And I saw you were playing it off of SoundCloud. Yeah, it's hard. You can you can probably find it on like a a forty five uh, record somewhere. It's but not it's on any not of our on albums, Spotify or anything. It's not on Spotify. Mm, um, very cool. But I, anyways, I gotta get She Wolf back here because she knows how to navigate the dark web. When I imagine right. if anything's gonna exist on the dark web, it's gonna be satanic yeah. ready hour video clips. But right, it really made right. me. I've gotten really obsessed lately with like. Just like we like long lost VHS or archival footage of things that like I don't think we realize the scope of like how much it has been like lost to like analog yeah ephemera yeah you know it's like we live in this world of these like fleeting images Mm -hmm. Um, and I have such mixed feelings about that too because I do. I think it's really amazing. I mean, as someone who just the last three days has been digging into yeah. artifacts of my, of my own personal history, my like um, archives, basically, for something I'm working on. I've just been going through old photos, old poetry I wrote in middle school, like random stuff. And 
I'm really grateful that I have that stuff to be able to do it. But then I also have this question in my mind, like, but maybe it's okay if I didn't mm. also, like if these things were memories that existed in this other way. But I think it gets tricky when you think about, well, what does get saved? Yeah. Because something's getting saved and who decides what's worth saving and what's not. It's it, true. Yeah. So that's that's really complex. Oh, I felt that about like all this artwork I've done over the years. Yeah. A lot of it's bad, but it's like reminds me of the moment when I made it. Totally. Yeah. And there's something about like a physical artifact sometimes. There's yeah. a whole like kind of niche industry on Instagram of these accounts that just sort of like um, one's called like wall of VHS and their mm. whole thing is just like recording stuff off of like long lost VHS tapes yeah. and I'm like really fascinated by it yeah um, yeah because otherwise yeah it's like who would watch them right they would just disappear memory holes a good one oh or is it memory hole the one where they t they find like old VHS and they edit it in weird ways and make it really creepy but it's true that like some of the most vivid memories of my life are from times when I have no actual documentation yeah like, all the years I lived in New Orleans I don't think I don't think I took a pic. I didn't. It was pre-cell phone. Yeah. I was too broke to have a camera. Like yeah. there's no pictures or videos that exist from that time period. But it is like the period of my my life that I can right. conjure up visually and like sensorily like so easily. Well, there's I have to work for it a little bit. Right. Right. I mean, there's so many different ways to have doc. You know, there's photographs. But I notice now when I travel, I also take a lot of um. Uh, do a lot of sound recording mm. just with my f memos on my phone and I might make something with it but for me it's similar to a photo but I'm actually getting a, like a a sound snapshot oh I like of that. the space that I'm in because sound is really important to me as yeah. a sound artist oh I could totally see that mm. let's plug your uh, event that you're doing next week oh yeah um next Thursday um I believe at seven, they open the library mm -hmm. up at five. I'll be giving a talk as part of the Place Talks series at the Prelinger Library, which is in Soma. And um, yeah, I'm going to be giving a talk on the, it's called A Shelter for the Psyche. Ooh, oh my God, I'm so excited. And I'm exploring this idea of home mm. um, and what it means to find, seek home, find home, be at home, but through the lens of looking at a lot of pieces of my life and also looking at how we how we help people who have nowhere to go mm. our housing crisis uh, people with mental illness and our history as pioneers and you know seeking the American dream yeah um, I'm so excited I think uh, one of the things so I'm gonna be gone from this particular place no. uh, soon so happy for you as tears come down my face i know face. for an indeterminate amount of time three, three months to indefinitely um but i've started to really think about like things i'm gonna miss um and i the prelinger archives and like the place talk series is it's so singular mm. like there's nothing else like it yeah anywhere it's one i think it's one of the most special things about san francisco so if you get a chance to go to any Especially to go to Lily's, but if you get the chance <laughs> to go to any of the place talks, there's a couple more, right? There yeah, there, I think there's a few few more this season, and so so they're happening like one Thursday a month, but it's you know for a season, so then they they yeah. go off for a bit. But also, if you're able to go to the library during one of the chunks of time when they're open yeah. and just go explore the archives, talk to the 
volunteer librarian on staff at the time. I've it's usually fairly empty and mm-hmm. I have such wonderful conversations with who's ever there. Yeah. And just digging through really weird, fascinating bits of history. Yep. On all those shelves. How do they do you know how they like curate those archives? I actually don't know yeah. because I had brought up to Rick, Rick Prelinger, um, who's one of who's it's named after and is it's his library. Um, he and his wife Megan. Um I was talking to him because I had this whole collection of Carl Jung books that I actually wanted off of my, mm-hmm. out of my life. Sure. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, it's gonna offend my mom. She really wanted to share. Anyway, I, I was asking him, would you guys want these? And I know some of them are first editions and wow. they're valuable. Yeah. Um, and he was actually kind of like, I don't know, maybe. You could send us like some some pictures and more information. They were like, they're very, they're very choosy about what comes mm-hmm. in. But I was able to find, for instance, the issue of Mother Earth News, a hippie magazine uh, from, I think it might still exist, but like from the 70s with the ad in it for plans for a house that my dad followed Whoa. to build on the commune that they moved to. That's incredible. And I was able to find this ad in the library in a hard copy version there's some stuff you can find through the internet archives which right. is attached to yeah. them but yeah it's wow. it was it was pretty amazing that's amazing um yeah i will be definitely be going to your place talk next week but cool. speaking of long lost archives and books yes and my other favorite topic in which i'm a <laughs> distinguished scholar of ancient Egyptology mm-hmm. and and death, which I'm very interested in. Yes. Um, well, let me start here. Do you believe in an afterlife? No. Okay. Um, you just are like, I'm just going to be dirt for the worms. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's my simple answer, but I'm sure I could give more complex answers, okay. but that's that's, I'm going to leave it there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I believe, but I'm mm-hmm. fascinated by how deeply ancient Egyptians believed in the afterlife. Yes. Um, it's almost like that was more important. It was definitely more important. So, yeah. and they believed in an afterlife so perilous that you need a guidebook. Um, <laughs> probably is the basis for, yeah, Beetlejuice's handbook for the recently deceased. Yeah. Um, I would totally, if I was going to lay, if there is an afterlife, I mean, I would want a guidebook. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what it's like. I mean, maybe it's, if it's so perfect and simple, then I guess you wouldn't need one, but why would it be? I don't don't think it would be. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so archaeologists have unearthed the remains of a 4,000 year old book of two ways. It's a guide to the Egyptian underworld. Uh, so the I guess, implication there that you can go back where you came from? No. So, okay. Think about, uh, <clears throat> so when it comes to difficult travel, no journey outside New York City's subway system rivals the ones described in the Book of Two Ways, a mystical roadmap to the ancient Egyptian afterlife. Now I'm just imagining taking a lot of complicated, like staring at maps a lot, yeah. like subway routes. Yeah. I mean, like, is it this way? Is mm-hmm. it that way? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what was me the entire time in Japan. Like, which train? Well, and speaking of Japan, <laughs> this is reminding me of Haruki Murakami's A Hard Boiled Wonderland and the End of the World. Oh, that's like the one Murakami I have not read. Oh, it's like my favorite okay, one. Okay, I want to read that one. Yeah, next. there's lots of maps involved Ooh. in a m- mystical world. I love it. Yeah. So um, this is a user's guide, which is a precursor to uh, the Book of the Dead, and it depicts 
two zigzagging paths by which scholars long ago concluded the soul, having left the body of the departed, can navigate the spiritual obstacle course of the underworld and reach the realm of Osiris, the god of death, who was himself dead. Uh, if you were lucky enough oh, snap. <laughs> to get the go-ahead from Osiris's divine tribunal, you would become an immortal god. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the ancient Egyptians, death was just like a new life. And the two journeys were a kind of purgatorial odyssey reminiscent of dungeons and dragons. Mm. Very arduous, fraught with peril. Um, and among other annoyances, you had to contend with demons. Mm-hmm, scorching mm-hmm. fire and armed doorkeepers who protected the dead body of Osiris. Typical. Um, and success in afterlife required an aptitude for arcane theology, a command of potent resurrection spells and incantations, and a knowledge of the names not just of underworld doorkeepers, but also of door bolts and floorboards. And you should probably learn some basic coding skills, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, bring your coding <laughs> skills. Some basic um, a- HTML. Anyways, so... You know, you have that to look forward to if yeah. you believe that. I mean, you may as well just prepare yourself in this life. Yeah, I mean, whether or not I believe in it, it's there. Yeah, so I start better... memorizing all the names of um, these various <sighs> floorboards. These are not. This is not my skill set, though. Like memorizing I'm, trivia. It took me like ten. Years. I guess it's not trivial though. If you need it it's to true. survive, it makes me nervous because it took me ten years to get through college, and I didn't even graduate. So I'm like, this doesn't bode well for. <laughs> I was really good at multiple choice tests. Yeah. So if that's the format, I think I'll do okay. Oh, I like that. Multiple choice afterlife. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, wow. Have you seen this guidebook? Do you believe in an afterlife? Uh, tweet at us, at which radio. We're on Instagram, at which radio. I'm going to play another music set for you. Oh, wow. I didn't even plan this, but... What great synchronicity that the next song I'm going to play is Egyptian Shumba by the Tammies. Wow. You did plan it. I you just didn't did know. Um, you didn't know you were planning it. You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever. Shimmy, 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 shy, I'm in the city. Dancing with you, Egyptian style. Shimmy, 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 shy, I'm in the city. Oh, we're down in Egypt playing the mummies. Look out, hey, yeah. Egypt
Production Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. I'm Beatrix Gravesguard, uh, flying solo-ish today, or at least sans she-wolf, mm-hmm. who's off at a wolf pack convention. Uh, she'll be back with news uh, of the other side in about two weeks. But until then, Lily Sloan is keeping me company. Today she's here to hype her appearance next week. on next week's show. <laughs> I, I want to make it clear <laughs> that Beatrix invited me because I was true. here I working yeah. and I'm really glad to be here. But I always get self-conscious that because I do show up on shows a lot um, and once somebody who is probably not like somebody to listen to once wrote me a letter complaining about me appearing get on. What? Somebody and, like, complained? So I worry that people think I'm just like butting into everybody's shows. No. If, this was, if we were a TV sitcom, you would be like the most beloved character. Oh, shut. Yeah, up. it's true. Shut. You would, that would be like. I the, said shut up really weird. 
<laughs> no, you'd be like you get like, you get like top billing, you know, <laughs> no. in the credits. Oh, um, and no, like, I'm really glad to be here. Yeah, no, I you're ever in the vicinity. I'm like, oh, let's get Lily. Well, and you were like, oh, do you want to do the seventh or the fourteenth? And I said the fourteenth, thinking that was a safer choice. But here I was anyway on the seventh, being very un, 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 yeah, yeah, unproductive and distracted by Twitter, and like this I'm, was this was a better use of my time. I'm here to aid in all procrastination as somebody who also procrastinates um mm-hmm. we're artists it's true let me tell everybody what we have heard in this music block uh last song we heard was sonic youth's cover of the beach boys i know there's an answer off of goo fun related psychedelic side note uh, mm. for our conversation earlier the original lyrics and title of that song written by brian wilson were hang on to your ego which had oh. come to him in a sort of like psychedelic LSD epiphany. Uh-huh. Mike Love, who's like the super square beach boy, he's like, that's too druggy. Uh, can we change it to I know there's an answer? Yeah. Well, that's too, <laughs> I don't know, religious. Yeah. Sounding. Uh, yeah, Mike Love's annoying. Um, for well. that, we heard uh, Chalky with the Water, which is his new single. And if you that name sounds familiar, that's because... Chalky has a show on Wednesdays here on BFF.fm, the Chalky Horror Radio Show. Anyways, that's on Who Can You Trust Records. It mm. comes out as a single in February. And if you pre-order it, I think the first 50 people get a special Chalky the Funk Wizard tarot card. Damn. Which um, I believe if you pull that tarot card, like you shuffle it in with your own tarot deck. Yeah. Um, it It predicts that your life is going to get a lot funkier. Oh, I could use that. Yeah. So yeah. you should definitely. I mean, unless we mean like funky, like, like mold growing on things. No, just like really like bass. Yeah. Uh, slap bass funky. Yeah. Also, it's a, it's a very cool video that if you've ever um, seen a Taco Bell in the Oasis and just had the need to go immediately, but then ate so much you threw up your own heart and died. You should watch, <laughs> that's the video for you. <laughs> Sounds like a universal concept. <laughs> Before that, we heard Quintron with Witch in the Club. We started off that set in some strange synchronicity with mm-hmm. the Tammy's Egyptian Shumba. Great set, man. Thanks. Um, I want to talk about extraterrestrial mixtapes and why we keep sending music to extraterrestrials. Are we just making bad mixtapes? Because no one sent us one back. And... I don't know about you, but in the <laughs> ecosystem of my life, yeah. like the, it matters. The, it matters. The sweetest thing anybody can do for me is to make me a mixtape. Yeah. Somebody like seriously wooed me. I know. Yeah, I remember that. With yeah. like sent me like a mixtape in the mail, and it was like one of the sweetest things I've ever received. There were whale songs on it. I know it they did a good job, yeah. and maybe there was cover art. So maybe we're that's amazing, yeah. and maybe we're doing a bad job. With the aliens, maybe or, we need better cover art. Or there's no aliens, or uh, they're too far away, or our cover art sucks. Probably it's the cover yeah. art. Well, so this is interesting. This comes from <coughs> sorry, Slate.com, uh, and I didn't wasn't aware of this. So each summer for the past twenty five years, tens of thousands of people have flocked to Barcelona to witness Sonar, a three day festival dedicated to electronic music, art, and design. This sounds, what I'm about to read sounds like a cross-section of things that makes me want to throw up. 
uh, a cross between a TED Talk, Burning Man, and Coachella. Oh no! At first, sorry it if you cool, are any but... of those things, but I that sounds like my worst nightmare. That's like, yeah, uh, yeah no. Um, no. So sonar has evolved from a small experiment. I'm just um, glad it's not here. It's the closest thing we have to an extraterrestrial envoy. So to celebrate their 25th anniversary in 2018, it partnered with. The Catalonia Institute for Space Studies and the nonprofit Medi International to send a series of interstellar messages to Luyten Star, a red dwarf about 12 light years from Earth. Although red dwarfs are the most common stellar objects in our galaxy, Luyten's is, star is remarkable for hosting, of course, JG237b, the closest, totally, totally. The, the closest potentially okay. habitable planet outside our own solar system. So no one knows for sure whether... GJ237B hosts life, but um, in Star Trek, that would be an trying, M class planet. We're just trying to woo them. Right. Um, but but here's the thing it says there's the, they're the closest thing to an extraterrestrial envoy, but isn't that what SETI is, which is I the search so. for extraterrestrial? Yeah, something I don't know. Um, maybe they mean something different. But I know I remember hearing a radio story and I don't remember if it was on Radio Lab or somewhere else where the people were talking about um I think it was covering people who were putting music together to send. Oh. Okay. And I'm I was trying to find it yeah. during the songs and I couldn't, but Well, we also have uh the record from Voyager One. It was Voyager 2. Voyager 2, sorry. Yep. No, that's okay. I just have it tattooed on my arm. <laughs> You're so. like, ah, excuse me, fact check. <laughs> Look at my arm. It's tattooed on there. <laughs> I specifically got Voyager 2 tattooed yeah, on my arm. Sorry. Um, yeah, so we sent that record on space. We've never heard. We haven't. We have not received a, a record in return from anybody else. Hello, um, can you hear me? So I don't know. Why do, we, why do you think we keep sending music? And follow-up question, what? What song would you send? Oh God, that's that's like the hardest question in the world. But why why do we send music? I mean, I think that I think that music is a very very powerful force of human communication that has been shown many times um, to to be probably evolutionarily extremely important to us and to be very innate. Mm. Even people who think they're not musical. I mean, there's some exceptions that Oliver Sacks has written about um, in terms of our ability to perceive music, but, mm -hmm. but mostly it's a very innate human thing as far as we can tell. And so it could be that it feels like a really powerful way to transmit a message about who we are yeah, and what matters to us. And it's... It was probably ri rhythm and sound were probably very early ways that we were communicating before we had language. That's true. Um, There's a book, I yeah. believe, um, I think it's just called Information by James Glick, mm. who also wrote the book about time travel. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, he's a really interesting guy. But he that's like the premise where he's like one of the earliest ways people would communicate was through music. Like, yeah. people, like people in like neighboring villages would like pound on drums and the drums were like the message. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, so, I mean, there's something probably innately drawing us to this activity, but also romantically, I imagine. Yeah. You know, I mean, and even there's like the romance of like, you know, one-on-one -on -one love it's that we true. talk about with the mixtapes, but there's also the, the romantic I idea of connection. 
And I think with the Voyager oh, and the gold, want, we're just so lonely out here I know. in space. It's love so us, lonely. Aliens, so like the us. Voyager and the Golden Record, and what Carl Sagan and his he he and Andrew and got together Ugh. through that process, <laughs> and it, so it's like so fucking romantic. It makes me just like like that's my standard yeah, now for like standard. the relationship I want to be in. Yep. <laughs> will you make an extraterrestrial record with will we me? do this like incredibly like powerful thing yeah. that that this creation that means so much yeah. to people and you know there's a lot of healthy criticism of what was chosen to be on those gold, that golden right. record but the fact that it was done the thought that went into it was really incredible and really beautiful and like so I there was a box set, beautiful box set that was had a Kickstarter um a couple of years ago. I ended up buying it and then I had to buy a record player. <laughs> <laughs> um but I I've only listened through it once because it's not like, oh, this is the thing you just listen to, because it's a mix of music and like sounds from around the world. But there's also images encoded on it. So there's a book of like all the images that are mm. on the record. But basically it's like this is an attempt to try to convey something about who we are, but on a on an emotional level, right? On a, like a heart level, yeah. And I love that a, that project was important on the scientific, yeah. Uh, in this in this scientific, uh, um, this larger scientific project, and was prioritized and was made to happen. And that Carl Sagan, who to me is is such a great symbol of science and heart mm -hmm. coming together yeah yeah there's nobody I, like him. i can't be on the radio without crying <laughs> like it's just it's impossible it's i should okay. stop even making no. talking about it it's good it's like going to therapy i'm <laughs> just gonna cry it out but yeah it's like it's so it's there's something very um appealing i think for many of us on a very human level about yeah. this idea of our like questioning are we alone what does this all mean that the pale blue dot yeah it's like we're so tiny and insignificant and but maybe if there's life out there maybe we're not right and maybe they can teach us not how to be so mean to each other yeah <clears throat> and fuck up this planet and we will achieve world peace Ugh. we won't go to war with iran however there is breaking news today though i feel like we get this news on an irregular basis. <laughs> uh, the headline is, mysterious radio signal is coming from a nearby galaxy, scientists announce. And then you find out it was just like picking up <laughs> yeah. something from um, like Australia. Well, the galaxy looks surprisingly like our own. Okay. There's been a mystery of fast radio bursts um, that are being sent to the universe. Could be, <laughs> like, could be anything from a, nat a no natural phenomena to alien life. Yeah. <laughs> anything in between those two, the whole spectrum. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, also, like, it doesn't seem like breaking news. They've been hunting for the source for yeah. more than a decade. Well, it's, it's interesting um, to think about, like, what even is life? You know, there's so much that's undefined for us because we only know what we know about ourselves. It's true. I've always and maintained, I'm like, I bet there's just like sentient gas out there. Like, it's not even like a <laughs> Ew, shape, you know? stinky. <laughs> I think my gas is sentient sometimes. Totally, you know? Um, <laughs> but it's just like a little gas blob that like floats yeah. around and has a lot of thoughts. Um, so astronomers have managed to find the precise sources of four of the bursts. Now they have managed to locate another. Mm. Um 
But yeah, I think what they're excited about is that the galaxy appears similar to our own. So maybe mm-hmm. they're trying to send us a little mixtape. Maybe so. Maybe we'll maybe out. it'll be like it'll just come back as like all universe astral projection radio hour or oh something. My God. I or would like be BFF. so pumped. Like, were we to find just you life with a on another planet and they had like their own music? Yes. Oh my god! Like, wouldn't that be? Oh great? my god! And they cared about it in the same way, yeah. and they were transmitting mixtapes. Damn. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. It would be very exciting. I, w- I want to note something that I think is interesting is that there are plenty of people who are working on programs like SETI um, who think the probability is that there's no- not other life out there. Wow. But it still seems important to them to be part of that search. Yeah, because why like... I feel like there's a metaphor in that like if you give up on that you're giving you're kind of giving it's like giving up on love yeah it's like giving up on connection yeah you know yeah it's it is like it is um a real fucking long shot yeah and also there's so much that we don't know is possible or not possible and I think as humans we live our lives kind of pursue I mean maybe not everyone but I feel like for me it's almost like my spirituality is living my life struggling in that place of unknown and and seeking and like wanting to know. Yeah, that's true. Things that I know I'll never find out even, (sighs) or I likely will never find out. Yeah, yeah. we'll just keep floating along on this rock. Yeah. Trying to figure it out. I'm going to play another music set for us. We're going to start off with Bauhaus, the man with the x-ray eyes, my favorite kind of man. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm. Shelly, 
production radio hour on bff.fm best frequencies forever i'm beatrix gravesguard um holding down the spaceship with uh lily sloan who's here to hype her show for next week with me (laughs) jk um i'll be here next week for real (laughs) she'll be here all right now i'm just an illusion (laughs) yes an auditory hallucination um no it's been so great to have you on here to discuss uh tinder for trees Mm -hmm. Guidebooks for the afterlife. What else did we talk about? Uh, sending music to extraterrestrial beings. Yeah. Sending a mixtape to express your love. Yeah. <clears throat> the art of the mixtape is so real, man. Yeah. Like, the song choices, mm. the order. Um, I want to write a song now called like Alien Love. You totally like, should. Alien Love. Like very like Sade style or yeah. something. Ooh. Yeah, I could totally see Sade singing a song about alien love. Yeah. Um, we were going to talk about what to do if you fall into a black hole in outer space, but we decided that's a great question to answer on next week's <laughs> Radical yeah. Astral Projection Advice Hour. That is among the many types of questions that we will be accepting from yes. you. So, But as we mentioned earlier, we can cover a wealth of topics. Yeah. Um, woodworking love i love to give advice about love because Mm -hmm. i'm terrible at it so but i feel like i give really good advice about it but i'm like don't i'll probably just don't use me heavily yeah yeah i love i love giving advice on relationships Mm -hmm. and dating Mm -hmm. um anyways yes so please you can tweet your questions at which radio we'll save them for next week um we're also on instagram at which radio um we don't i don't know i don't think we have an email i was gonna say like you Mm -hmm. can anonymously email me um I'm on Twitter mm. at, at. Well, you can like slide into the DMs and no yeah. one will know. I'm know? At, at Lily Rose Sloan. Yeah. Um, you can always slide into my DMs. I mean, no promises, <laughs> but <clears throat> they're oh, open. Man. I have such a great story I'll reveal one day in my memoirs about uh, like a celebrity who actually is like the first, it's actually the first person who ever like slid into my DMs on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea that like that's actually because literally a bar slides across the top of your screen your screen with a message. And I was like, wow, what is that thing that just slid across? And I was like, oh, that's what they mean when they say slide into oh, your DMs. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Had a, yeah, I've had a couple slide into the DM experiences. It's been interesting. It was the dumbest pickup line. He's like, I'm all out of magic. What do I do? Oh, gross. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. It's like no. Skin just crawling over that. No, head. I don't care if you're famous. It's so stupid. No. Anyways. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stay tuned for my <laughs> memoir dropping in 2050. I'm ready. Um, okay. We're going to play out one more song. Um, and then The Hanging Garden is up next uh, here on BFF.fm. We will see you next week. Here is ESG with You're No Good. Bye.